From their single Spooky Tales and Scary Noises, we are playing the song The Flying Pumpkin from the band Black Ball Bandits. They're a California surf band. You can find them at blackballbandits.bandcamp.com or follow the link in the show notes over at monsterkidradio.net. That's the website of Monster Kid Radio, the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I'm your host, writer, producer, Derek M. Cook. Welcome to the show. Big thanks to the Black Ball Bandits for letting us play their music on this episode of Monster Kid Radio. You're going to hear that song in its entirety at the end of the episode. We'll also be playing another one of their songs later on, so stay tuned. That'll be coming up. What are we talking about this week on Monster Kid Radio? Well, I'm taking you back in time. I'm taking you back to last month, to October 29th, and maybe a little bit of October 30th. I'm taking you back to Halloween weekend 2016. October 29th was the big day. It was Scarathon 2016 at the Joy Cinema in Tigard, Oregon. Five movies, ten plus hours, and one podcast host with a number of friends along for the ride. I was hosting the entire event, introduced every single movie, had a really good time, chatted with a lot of people there, and recorded with some friends of the show. People who have never been on the show before, and then an old favorite. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you who they were. I'm just going to make a surprise. Listen to the show. You're going to hear from them. Or you can cheat and look at the show notes. That's what they're there for. Anyway, Scarathon was a blast. I introduced all five films. Creature from the Black Lagoon, King Kong vs. Godzilla, Count Yorga Vampire, The Evil Dead, and Blackula. Now, that wasn't enough for me. I needed more Halloween excitement. And the following day, at the Northwest Film Center in downtown Portland, I joined Chris McMillan for a screening of Vincent Price's Theater of Blood. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. That's what you're getting this week on this episode of Monster Kid Radio. I'm excited to get into it, and I hope you are too, because here we go. Attention, you will be buried free if you die during the horror chamber of blood and gore. Live on stage from Hollywood, California, see vampire people who come into the audience seeking fresh, warm human blood, plus Frankenstein in person, not on film. See the ethereal materialization of Liz Taylor's Cleopatra, free spirit photo of Liz Taylor to the first 500 boys at the box office. Free ID bracelets to all girls who can take the shock of blood and gore. This is so terrifying that the management is giving a free two-for-one pass to everyone who does not run from the theater in fright. See unbelievable terror on stage. Not movies, every scene live. You must see to believe. See the horror chamber of blood and gore. Hello, everyone. I am Rod Barnett. I'm Troy Gwynn. And we are your hosts for NashyCast, the podcast about the films of Paul Nashy. We, for over five years, have brought you the joys of Spanish cinema, filtered through our brains to you. Yes. Now, what is it that qualifies two Southern boys to talk about films that came out of Spain? And I can't think of a single thing. There's nothing that qualifies. Nothing. Nothing. Except that we just love, love them, love them, love them. We love them. 
Nashi cast yeah. covers the films of Paul Nashi and any other Spanish horror film that we can pretend we know something about. Uh, yes. If you love beautiful women wearing incredibly short miniskirts in subarctic temperatures <laughs> chased by werewolves in leisure suits. If you love werewolves, mm-hmm. vampires, unidentifiable beasts, or crazy people driving women around and talking like a maniac. <laughs> yes, flying cats, beheadings with axes. <laughs> Blood that looks Shem- like melted crayons. Shambling zombies, yeah. Some of the films that we've covered in the past are Mark of the Werewolf. How of the Devil. Vengeance of the Zombies. Horror Rises from the Tomb. Tombs of the Blind Dead. Vampire's Night Orgy. Ooh, yes. Join us on this journey through the golden age of Spanish horror where Paul Nashi, Leon Klamowski, Jess Franco, Amando Diasorio take us through a filter Espanol. Join us for the Nashi cast. Hello, this is Raider Director Christopher R. Mim, the master of the Mimiverse. You're listening to Monster Kid Radio with Derek M. Cook, the greatest person I've ever met, sure. <laughs> I've been talking about it for weeks on Monster Kid Radio. I am here at the Joy Cinema for Scarathon 2, Electric Spookaloo or something. I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm at the Joy, and I'm sitting here in the lobby. There are people lining up, getting ready to do the Scarathon, at least seeing the first film. Uh, I'm right here with my man, Chris McMillan. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. So you made the trip out here. You're here for Scarathon. Which movies are you going to see? I'm Gonna see about staying for all of it. Hey, wow. I mean, come on. All right, so there's five movies to recap. We got The Creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D. In good 3D. We've got King Kong versus Godzilla. And then the order gets a little fuzzy for me. What's next? Do you remember? If I remember right, it's uh, it goes to Evil Dead or The Evil Dead, whichever okay. one. You know. Nope. Your, is it Count Yorga Vampire next? All right, oh, it is. Vampire. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the order mixed up. <laughs> then what? Evil Dead? Evil and Dead. then end up the night We're with Blackula. Blackula. I love that movie. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Which one are you most excited about seeing? Oh man, um, all of them. <laughs> I mean, oh come on now. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna love seeing Creature in the polarized 3D because I went to it at the Hollywood and unfortunately it was red green. But you know, I mean, it was still fun. This it's because will be the nice. joy knows how to do it. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, but Evil Dead on the big screen, I have never seen it in a theater. So that'll be fun. But I'm kind of leaning towards the last one of the night. Because that is just... I, I forget I forget the actor's name, but he is... William, William Marshall. Marshall. Thank mm-hmm. you. See, other people know too. There's a bunch of horror <laughs> well, this, fans this here. This is our people. This is yes, our people, man. This is. Yeah. Um, but he is so good in that. It'll be just... It's going to be great watching that on the big screen. Uh, if you haven't seen it... Um, you really should be here. So this episode of Monster Kid Radio is actually going to go out probably the second week of November, which means by the time listeners hear this, you and I, and I'm sure all the other Monster Kids out there that do things for Halloween, <laughs> will have had a nice long nap. <laughs> Looking back on October, though, for you, what's the best thing you've done for Halloween so far? Oh, there's been so much. I mean, oh, gosh, Shin Godzilla was awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you saw that, too. Yeah, you ended up seeing it, huh? Oh, okay wouldn't miss it um it's fantastic oh man and then i'm yeah i've I've just been doing so much um one of the highlights would have to be uh beyond the wall of fear by joe sherlock he had the theatrical premiere at the clinton street theater and it's always great to see a local horror movie maker 
showing his work in the theater, and it was a lot of fun. They even had a really good adaptation of one of the Charles Dexter Ward stories from Lovecraft in it. Right on. I didn't get a chance to see that. I wanted to. I wanted to get to the screening. Jackie Ray Naaman Jones was there, wasn't she? Yes, yes, she was. She from, was even from Manos. <laughs> yes, she was even there at the at the screening and signed my Manos Returns T-shirt because I really? wore it just in case. Oh wow, <laughs> that's awesome! No, I need to order a copy of that. Joe's a good guy; he's a friend. I'm glad it went well. Yeah, it went well. It went. It it was pretty. You know, it was like 35 people in the theater, which is not bad for you know a four o'clock in the afternoon showing. Right, I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm not upset that you're saying your highlight was not, you know, recording with Monster Kid Radio, well, but whatever. It you know. always is, I was going to say. And then there was the Lovecraft <laughs> Film Festival where we got to hang out. Yes, yes. Um, and then there's this. Um, oh, man, I've just... This month, as always, this is a blur for me. It really is, but, you know, in the best way possible. Oh, God. Yeah, wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, this is my Christmas. This is my uh, my, my birthday. My April Fool. <laughs> this is everything spread over thirty one days. I'm going to be sad that it's over. I am too, but I'm actually kind of looking forward to the rest. Yeah, we deserve a rest. Yeah, I mean, you deserve I, a rest. Oh, jeez, uh, updating the shadow over Portland has just been um, a part time job after my normal day job. <laughs> um, you know, I just it's oh, so much stuff is happening. So much is still going on in the next two days. It's pretty you know? insane. We've yeah. got so much. Uh, like I said, this is going out in November, so by the time people hear this, some of these things have already happened, but tomorrow night, Theater of Blood at the Northwest Film Center. Oh. Are you going to that? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, oh yeah. Vincent Price on the big screen? Yes. Yes. So that's going to be happening, and then, of course, Halloween Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's official. I am taking the day off from work. It is a stay-at-home <laughs> Maybe wear pants, watch a bunch gonna, of monster movies. <laughs> I was going to say, wearing monster movies without pants. That, that, that sounds wearing about monster right. monster movies. Or watching monster movies. Watching, yes, mm, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. That's right. I, I know my cats are looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a nice day, just kind of chilling. So. Well, hey, a question. Any yes, plans sir. on what you're going to watch? Yeah, so um, I'll probably will have talked about this on the show or in the various Facebook posts I'll be putting up that day. I'm going to do some Facebook videos. Oh, and nice. And put that out throughout the day on Halloween. Um, I have a number of Blu-rays that have been stacking up that I haven't <laughs> cracked open yet. Monster of Piatos Blancas. Oh. Uh, Carnival of Souls. Um, the Return of Dracula. Uh, I think I've got... I, know, I might I might dive into the Astro Zombies. You know, there's just oh, been yeah. so many great Blu-rays that have come out recently. I know. And there are movies that I've already seen. But I want to see the blue. I do, so. too. Especially, I, Well, I've got the Blu-ray of Monster of Pedros Blancos. I right. just have to wait until I buy a Blu-ray player. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. I, I, I saw that, and it was like on pre-order right away because mm-hmm. I'm so looking forward to seeing a nice version of that. Yeah, it's that, that came out this year is amazing. Mm. No, nobody would have thought that would have happened. No, no, I'd, I wouldn't have. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. But I'm looking forward to that. So that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Um, Brenda's going to be at work all day. Mm-hmm. So I, I have the, the main TV in the living room to myself. When she gets home, uh, she's not into the classic stuff as much as I am. She actually made a comment the other day that the music in some of these things is kind of ridiculous. But, you know, I, well, yeah, you know. it's perfect. It's okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, 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 it is. I mean, what was it I was watching last night? Oh, Lady Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's... <laughs> I love the score to that, though. I mean, that's kind of a The kind music of a nice to these score. things put me in just the perfect mood. You know, they're, they're tone poems that just evoke emotions in me, and I love it. Yeah, um, it's a little repetitive, the score is, but it's well, not Well, that's bad. a budget thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's one of those things where they just like, well, we don't have any more money for you, so we'll just play this over again. Right. So when she comes home, I'll probably... Uh, hole up in the bedroom where I've got the Roku set up. Aha. Uh-huh. 
you know, I'll, I'll let the night continue with some Roku viewing. I'm not sure what I'm going to watch it, but we'll see. It'll be fun. Yeah, sounds good. What about you? What are you doing Halloween well, day? I do have to work. Bummer. Uh, but I am going to be heading to the Hollywood Theater um, Halloween night for a um, showing of a digital restoration of a Canadian horror film called The Pit. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I've even got a thumbs up from someone over here. Um <laughs> Uh, it's a 1980s film, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really obscure. I'm not even sure it's on home video. I don't know. But, I mean, a chance to see it on the big screen. What? I'm not going to miss that. Chris, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought. You bet. Sir, I love that t-shirt. Oh, yeah. We, we got a guy wearing a famous Monsters of Film Land WorldCon 35th anniversary t-shirt. I love it. So, that's my Halloween plan. Okay, then. You know, I mean, just, just the pit, and then, well, probably come home and watch something else, because it's Halloween. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah. You know, I, I'm actually taking the first couple of hours off the following day. Oh, So wow. I can stay up all night and watch movies and not, not suffer. I am so envious. Uh, you know, it took a lot of creative uh, <laughs> manipulation of my time off to make that happen, so. Yeah. Well, hey, good. that's great. Uh, maybe next year I'll try that, too. I'm not sure what day falls on next year. I haven't done the countdown yet. I haven't got the countdown either, but I'm imagining since this it's on a Monday, maybe a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I don't know. Eh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it's going to happen. All right, so it is about seven minutes till two o'clock. That's when the movie starts. It's two. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be introducing the movie. I'm going to be doing a little bit of trivia. I've got some prizes to give away. Uh, prizes from myself and Chris. Yes. What's the name of your Etsy shop again? Oh, Laughing Vixen Lounge. From the Laughing Vixen Lounge, which you can find on Etsy. And there's also a Facebook oh, presence. You know what, Chris? You want to trade, let's trade yeah, one Chris for yeah, another. Hang you, on, you have hang a moment, Chris? Okay, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay. I'm, you have a moment? I'm here all night. Yeah, all right. I have a moment. <laughs> let's trade one Chris for another, for just real quick. Because the movies are going to get started here soon, and we don't want to miss the intro. <laughs> okay. All right, <laughs> so I've got Chris here from Laughing Vixen Lounge, Hello. who has sponsored a couple of screenings here, uh-huh. including the recent Sting of Death, which was a lot of fun. I also did Don't Look in the Basement. Okay. And last uh, Halloween, it was, um, oh, The Mad Magician in 3D. Oh, I missed that one. How did that look in 3D? It was good. Yeah? Yeah, it was fun. That's a good one. <laughs> so how did you get involved with The Joy? I sponsored a couple Weird Wednesdays because uh, they were doing a Kickstarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're part of the crowdfunding campaign a few years ago. I grew up with the joy. I've been going here ever since, and I like to see it stay, stay alive and going. Right on. Well, I appreciate all the efforts that you've gone through. Some of these prizes are pretty darn cool. Thank you. Uh, I love the buttons. Before the end of the night, I'm buying a couple. Okay. I'm just saying I brought a 20 <laughs> earmarked specifically for you and what you do here because these, these buttons are fantastic. Thank you. Uh, which movie are you looking forward to seeing the most tonight? Well, The Evil Dead because it's a personal favorite. Really? Yeah. When was the first time you saw it? First time I saw it, oh, maybe about 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Big fan of the whole thing or just that one? I am, no, I like them all, but a big Bruce Campbell fan. Well. You know, it was like, it's like love at first sight, you know? <laughs> Instant love. So, yes, yes, with him and the movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oregonians, you know, we got to stick together, right? That's right. I mean, he lives here That's in the right. state. He does, know? yes. Yeah, not, not that I know where he lives or anything. Otherwise, I would, yep. yeah, restraining <laughs> order and stuff. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us here Thank on the you. show. I'm, I'm going to be around, and I would love to ambush you again. I mean, ask you to be on the show again. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. That'd be fun. Thank, Thank you, Chris. You. So what's cool about the joy, uh, you know, I don't know if listeners heard it earlier. I don't know if I'll include it, but uh, we had somebody refer to this as like the true believers, the people who love this stuff. You, sir, yes. are a true believer. 
Evidently so. <laughs> I've seen you around town a lot. You do a lot of these events, and every time Chris mentions a new screening, your ears pop. You go, "Ooh, what's that? What's that?" So, <laughs> uh, let the listeners know who you are. Okay, I'm Jim Smiley. Uh, I probably got roped into to the Cthulhu mythos on my first tour in Germany in the late '80s. A matter of fact, one of my lieutenants christened me the local high priest of Cthulhu. <laughs> Be warned. I've got nice. chalk and I'm not afraid to use it. There, there you go. You know, I love having a little bit of Lovecraft mixed in with my classic stuff. Mm-hmm. You were at the Lovecraft Film Festival earlier this month. Uh, yes, this year was the first one in four that I haven't been actually a guest. I just wanted to geek out, and I ended up working at Dark Regions Table for uh, the entire weekend. Yeah, I, I would show up even if I wasn't a guest. I mean, I just I love that event. What was the best part of the festival for you this year? Coordinating and getting getting to mix with more of the true believers. <laughs> we cultists are a very sparse society, so it's nice to know you're not alone. <laughs> right on. But ooh. I hear a trailer for a Christopher R. Mim movie in the in the theater right now. Anyway, what movie are you looking forward to seeing tonight the most? Probably Blackula. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very big William Marshall fan. I'm not going to ruin the trivia for you oh, later. Oh, no, feel free, feel free. The people okay. are going to hear this in well, a couple weeks. <laughs> he's wider known in popular culture as a guest star in the classic... Uh, on the original series of Star Trek. Yes. Dr. William Daystrom. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to use that. <laughs> Because uh, that, that episode's fantastic, by the way. The Ultimate uh, Computer. The Ultimate Computer, that's right. Yeah, that's a good one. He also did some TV work in the 80s so that some younger listeners might know uh, from Pee Wee's Playhouse and a few mm-hmm. other things. He's a Shakespearean-trained actor who lent that incredible voice to so many great projects. Uh, he, he was the equal of James Earl Jones. Oh, I would say so, yeah. I mean, I would listen to him just like reading, doing like trailer narration mm-hmm. just for hours on end. Absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, I mean... I mean, read the menu, please. Yes, yes, yes. Here's a phone book, sir. Would you mind? <laughs> oh, we're not worthy. Right, right. <laughs> Somebody should go in and take like all of his dialogue from his various movies and put them into a GPS. You know, just figure out a way to just cut it just right so that he can tell me where to go. You will turn here. Uh, all the movies you see uh, that are playing today, have you seen them all before? Yes, I have. I first saw The Evil Dead and the Billets on that first tour in Germany. Oh, okay. Uh, what's funny is a lot of the combat arms people in the Army, at least, I can't speak to the Marines, tremendous horror geeks. Sure. Well, it's going to be fun. You're doing the long haul, right? Uh, all night. <laughs> I think by the end of the night, we're all going to be a little punchy, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. This is what it's about, man. This is what we do. Jim, thank you so much. Oh, no. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. <laughs>
Mario or something. I am Jeff Punk Rock Martin, and I can't tell you how much it pleases me to welcome you to the Scarathon at the Joy Cinema and Pub. Thank you for coming out. Big hand up for yourselves. Big round of applause. One thing to remember today, we have some all-dayers here. We call them nerds at the Joy. All-dayers are nerds. Thank you for escaping from your parents' basements for, be here for being here for an actual day of social interaction. I appreciate it. Now remember, please don't come out. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's important to remember that. Some people don't know that. But look, it's on the screen, so you know it's true. So please don't be talking back to the screen and making comments, things like that, during the movie. You're not that funny. You're not that funny. Your friends might think you are, but you're not funny to this room full of nerds. And you don't want to be pummeled by a room full of angry nerds. I'm a nerd. We have very little, if you couldn't tell, we have very little else to live for. But right now, we have, we have somebody here. So don't talk during the movie, please. Let's hear it for not talking during the movie. We have a stellar lineup for you today. This is going on longer than, oh wait. That means it's time for a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Laughing Vixen Lounge is your home online for bangles, baubles, and other needful things, jewelry and accessories for the discerning modern vixen. Ladies, if you're looking to catch the eye of Mr. Right, Mr. Right Now, or Mr. Girlfriend, I can't believe that, go to Laughing Vixen Lounge online on Etsy. Gentlemen, if you want to catch your young lady's eye, go to Laughing Vixen Lounge too. Laughing Vixen Lounge is a sponsor of the Joy Cinema Scarathon. And music. And now, a big round of applause for Laughing Vixen Lounge, please. Ah. And now, we have a host for today. He's going to offer up trivia, facts about movies. He knows more. He's forgotten more about monster movies than any of us will ever know. And he's here. He's the host of Monster Kid Radio. He's, 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 he knows so much. Put your damn hands together, if you will. That means clap for the one and the only brother number one, Mr. Derek M. Cook. There he is. I don't know how to follow that. Um, Jeff may have just put me out of a job. That was pretty awesome, right? Come on. Yeah, that's my podcast. Uh, I am set up out in the lobby. I'll be here all day as well, guiding you through the Scarathon is it Scarathon 2 or just 2016 Scarathon? Either way, this year's Scarathon, I'm here to guide you through the movies uh, with Jeff and the rest of the gang here at the Joy. Thank you for coming out. This is awesome. I didn't get a chance to come last year, and from what I understand, it was pretty cool. We're going to make this year even better. Now, the movies that are playing this time around, we're kicking things off with Creature from the Black Lagoon. Now, if you listen to my podcast, and if you're not listening, please listen to my podcast. You'll hear me talk about how much I love this movie. Creature from the Black Lagoon is my hands-down favorite film of all time. I mean, I, I put it above Casablanca, I put it above Star Wars, I mean, Creature from the Black Lagoon, it's it for me, it's my jam. All right, I love this movie. Uh, and I hope you guys love it too. Who has not seen Creature here? Is there anybody who's never seen, oh, we've got some first timers. I hope I didn't hype it up too much. Um, <laughs> but a lot, of, a lot of you have seen the film, yeah? How many times, have, uh, who thinks they've seen it the most? Shout us some numbers, how many times have you seen it? Chris, how many times have you seen it? Oh, man. 50, 60 times. 50 or 60 times. And it holds up. It gets better every single time, right? Oh, yeah. 
All right, so Creature from the Black Lagoon, this is going to be in 3D. Universal was doing a lot of 3D movies at the time. This is a 1950 film, or 1950s film. Um, there are a couple of other movies in that time period as well that were in 3D from Universal. Universal's known for their classic monster movies. I mean, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Wolfman, The Invisible Man, The Mummy, all these movies, they're great. Creature comes along in the 50s and kind of serves, as far as I'm concerned, as the bridge between the gothic horror movies that they were doing and then the sci-fi movies that they would become known for in the 50s. It's directed by Jack Arnold, who was kind of the mainstay for Universal at the time when it came to doing these science fiction-based films. He would do a couple of other movies, uh, like, um, well, a bunch of others, and I'm not going to get into that, because uh, well, it might come up later. Anyway, Jack Arnold would do this film, and, and he really had a style that fit these types of movies, I feel like. Even include, uh, one of his earmarks was to include kind of like a little science lesson at the beginning of the movie, so... There's going to be a science lesson, but don't worry, there's not a test, so don't stress too much. And it's not too long. It's, it's just it's short. Uh, the movie stars a handful of people. I'm going to talk about one of the people that stars in this movie because she is what I call my 1950s girlfriend. Uh, her name is Julie Adams. She is still with us today. She is amazing. She is a sweetheart. I am in love with her. Don't tell my wife. Well, actually, you can. She already knows. Um, Julie Adams is a doll. And I've actually had an opportunity to meet Julie Adams a couple of times at different conventions over the years. And a couple of years ago, when I met her at a show, Monster Bash, on the East Coast a couple of years back, I asked her, what do you think I should tell people who haven't seen this movie? How do I get them engaged? What do I tell them to make them put this movie in their DVD player? And she just looked at me and, you said, and she said, you just tell them, it's a good movie. So, this is a good movie, per Julie Adams, and my 1950s girlfriend is not wrong. Uh, as Jeff said, we have some trivia questions. Now, some of the trivia questions... Um, I can go deep, I can go like really full on nerd, or I can just kind of go overview. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to mix it up a little bit. I got three prizes, okay? Uh, we got some custom pins from Laughing Vixen Lounge. Did I get that right? Laughing Vixen Lounge? Yeah, okay, good. Uh, I've got custom pins. Now when you guys were checking in, when you are paying for your ticket and your concession and your popcorn and all that, you might have seen these sitting up on the desk up front. Uh, these are amazing. When Chris from Laughing Vixen Lounge showed me these Wednesday night, my jaw dropped, and I, I asked her to make sure she brought some extra because I'm going to buy a bunch. These are amazing and very, very cool. And these are custom for the Scarathon for this screening alone. So um, I think we're going to do this by just asking people to throw their hands up. You... Okay, I thought uh, theme music or something. I don't know. Okay, so we got trivia questions. <laughs> Let's do the trivia. All right. So, this was not the only creature from the Black Lagoon film. I'm going to ask a question and throw your hands up. I'm going to try to pick the person who put their hand up first. Um, hopefully I get it right. Please do not just shout out the answer because, I mean, that's cheating. All right? Cool? All right. There were two other films in the Creature from the Black Lagoon franchise. I want somebody to tell me what the name of the third film was. And I think this gentleman right here, I'd say in the glasses, but... <laughs> that, the Creature Walks Among Us. That is correct, sir. That was the third film in the series. It was not directed by Jack Arnold. It also was not in 3D. Uh, the second film was called Revenge of the Creature. Speaking of Revenge of the Creature, somebody star uh, has a very small part in Revenge of the Creature. <laughs> and I think the guy all the way in the back knows where I'm going with this. Uh, he's an Academy Award winner director. This was his first feature film appearance. Sir, 
It is Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood had his very first film role. He's in the movie for maybe just a few, I don't know, less than a couple of minutes in Revenge of the Creature. Uh, he has a problem with a lab mouse. So, um, yeah, it's a fun film. Go check it out. And anyway, so uh, we got a prize for you again. Another custom set of pins from Laughing Vixen Lounge. Give it up. coming off this DVD, but it is a brand new DVD. So the last prize, I have a DVD from independent filmmaker Christopher R. Mim. This is a movie called The Late Night Double Feature. It is uh, two short movies put together as one release. It's pretty darn cool. I'm a big fan of what Mim does. Uh, Christopher Mim makes retro style movies. Once a year he makes a 1950s style monster movie using his uh, today's technology. Uh, he plays it straight, but there's you know, some laughs as well. And I want to give this one away to the person who can tell me uh, the answer to the final question I have for tonight's trivia for this, the creature from the Black Lagoon, also known as the Gill Man, only appeared in three universal feature films. However, he did turn up on a television series. He turned up on the Mudsters, and I was going to ask what his name was. Who, who said that? There you go. Uncle Gilbert was the answer. He appears in the episode I wrote it down. Love comes to Mockingbird Lane. He appears as a character named Uncle Gilbert. He actually speaks. In the film, he's wearing a hat. You can actually buy the action figure of Uncle Gilbert. When he speaks, I believe he actually drools water and spits water out of his mouth. <laughs> a little less than dignified than what you see him doing in this one, but hey, you know, it's the monsters. It's fun. Anyway, I'll give you your DVD on the way out here because I'm about done. I want to see the movie. I need to get my 3D glasses. Everybody got their 3D glasses? Yeah? All right. I hope you guys stick around for the entire Scarathon. I'm going to be running around with my recorder. I'll be recording my podcast out in the lobby off and on off throughout the day. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to chat with monster, about monster movies with you. And I'd love to watch this movie. So I'm going to exit stage left. Thanks a lot, guys. Enjoy the film. Sheer stark terror grips you in underwater 3D in Creature from the Black Lagoon. The most terrifying monster of the ages rises from the sea, raging with pent-up passions. Making every man his mortal enemy, every woman's beauty his prey. Creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D, starring Richard Carlson and Julie Adams. Every horrifying scene leaps out of the screen right at you. A universal re-release rated G. Let's try to use this microphone here. How's everybody doing so far? Woo! All right, so who's just now getting here for the movies, for the Scarathon? Oh, that's some new people, but some other people from the previous film, right? Yeah. Excellent. So those of you who were here for the first part, for the first film, what did you think? Applause? No? Yay? Awesome. Okay. All right, well, for those of you who are just now joining us, my name is Derek M. Cook. I am the writer, producer, and host of Monster Kid Radio. It's a weekly podcast based here in Oregon. It's Oregon's only classic monster movie podcast, and I'll be coming up on episode 300 at the end of the year. Uh, I love talking about the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. This is what I love, and I love the joy for bringing movies in like this. I know Jeff is getting ready to start the next film uh, while he's up in the projection booth. Do you think he can hear us if we applaud? Can we try? Can hear us? I love coming out here to the joy, and fortunately, Jeff allows me to kind of crash the party a little bit and introduce these movies, get my horror host thing on, sort of. Anyway, uh, oh, and speaking of horror hosts, I'd like to dedicate the next movie that we're going to watch to the memory of John Zachary, the cool ghoul who just passed away. So, uh, 98 years old, and uh, yeah.
Anyway, not to bring it down. Let's bring it back up. We're going to talk about King Kong versus Godzilla. Woo! All right. All right, so uh, this is a kaiju film. Kaiju is a uh, you know, monster. Daikaiju is a giant monster. The kaiju films, Toho is known for these types of movies. Uh, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidra, all these things are kaiju. And these kaiju movies are amazing. I don't know what just happened. I got flashed by the... Hey, look at that. <laughs> That's my podcast. Anyway, uh, the kaiju films are fantastic. And Toho, I mean, they had it down pat. Creating Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan all these other creatures and these amazing films that are still going strong today. I mean, we got Shin, Shin Godzilla playing in the theaters now. Godzilla actually has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, which I think is pretty darn cool. Now, this movie came about uh, in a slightly well, a different way than a lot of the movies in that series. Um, this actually started as a brainchild of a man by the name of Willis O'Brien, uh, from what I understand. And Willis O'Brien is the man who did the stop-motion effects for King Kong, the, the 1933 film here in the States. He wanted to make a movie in which King Kong fought Frankenstein, and somehow that got into the hands of a guy by the name of John Beck, the producer who brought it to Japan, who's like, well, Frankenstein, whatever. How about Godzilla? We got him. So it became King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, <laughs> it's not the same King Kong that you're used to seeing. Uh, King Kong looks glorious in the original film. Stop motion, black and white, beautiful photography, cinematography, the whole thing is gorgeous. This is a guy in a suit, and that's what Toho was known for, was suitmation. You know, they put their guys in these giant rubber suits and tell them to go. And when there's more than one monster on screen, I can't imagine what it was like, you know, wrestling around in these giant rubber suits. But, you know, they did it for us, for these wonderful movies that we're going to watch here. Now, this one is actually the first one that I saw all the way through on the big screen. So this one's got... Um, you know, a big chart of my heart. You know, I love this movie. Now, the previous movie that we showed, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, if I can backtrack a little bit, is my favorite film of all time. And I've long believed, and I'm sorry, I'm just now noticing that we have King Kong in the audience. Uh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, I've long believed that Creature from the Black Lagoon is the Kevin Bacon of classic monster movies. There's a, a way you can connect most monster movies back to the creature from the Black Lagoon in one way or another. This movie, King Kong vs. Godzilla, has a very direct connection to Creature from the Black Lagoon. What happened was, is when the movie was brought over here to the U.S., they did what they do with the, these movies of this era. They redubbed it, uh, shot some extra scenes, that sort of thing, and then they redid the music. They replaced most of the music from the original film with existing film music from Universal Films, so you are going to hear some music from Creature from the Black Lagoon in this film. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there you go. You know, in fact, that's going to bring me back to one of my, uh, it's some, as it brings me to another point I want to make about the movie, the, the music that you hear from Creature, uh, I first noticed it mostly during an octopus attack scene in this. There is a giant octopus attack scene. No, I'm not going to spoil it beyond that. They did use four octopus to uh, shoot, or is it octopi? Whatever. They used four of these things to shoot the scene. Three of them got returned back to their environment. The fourth one became dinner for the special effects guys. So, I don't think you can get away with doing that now, but, you know, different time. So we have some trivia prizes, uh, some trivia questions, and some prizes that I'm going to give out here. The, two of these prizes are here from Laughing Vincent, Vixen Lounge. They are sponsoring a lot of what we do here at The Joy. They're, yeah, I heard a, I heard a clap. Can we applaud the Laughing Vixen Lounge? When you bought your tickets, when you went to the concession stand, if you look on the counter, there is these gorgeous buttons that, that they've made. 
It made it available for five bucks a piece. I highly recommend them. I've already bought four myself. And I've got two custom packs here. Now these are pins that you can only get by answering my trivia question today. These are uh, pretty cool. So this is how we do it. Um, this the same way we did it last time. I'm gonna ask a question. We're gonna have somebody throw a hand up in the air. I'm going to try to pick the first person who has their hand up. Uh, don't just shout out the answer because that you know kind of ruins the fun, right? I got somebody with his hand up all the way in the back already. You don't know what I'm about to ask, do you? Oh, you have a question? Can I? Yeah, why not? What's your question, sir? Am I a YouTuber? <laughs> not yet. Um, right now, I am strictly an audio podcast, but uh, I do have some plans to put some things on YouTube in early 20, 2017 um, and onward. So I will be on YouTube eventually. Thanks for asking. Appreciate it. You know, if anybody wants to talk about Monster Kid Radio or what I do, I am set up in the lobby. I'll be here all day. Let's get to the trivia questions. Okay, so King Kong versus Godzilla is what we're about to see. What is the next movie that Toho did featuring Godzilla after this film? Right there in the middle, sir. Uh, yes, that is correct. And uh, so Godzilla vs. The Thing was the next film in the Godzilla run. Uh, Godzilla vs. The Thing was the American title. Uh, for bonus points, I don't have an extra uh, prize, but uh, what else was it called? Godzilla vs. Mothra. There you go. Okay, here we go. Got a pin set for you. Uh, let's move this along here. The Godzilla movies, they started in black and white. Okay, the original, first, uh, the original film was in black and white. What was the first Godzilla film to be in color? You, sir. That's right, the one we're about to watch right now. <laughs> when I come down, I'll drop off your pen, okay? I'll drop it off on my way down. Don't worry about getting up. All right, third question, third and final question. We're giving away a DVD. This is the movie... The Late Night Double Feature, it's from director Christopher R. Mim, who is an independent filmmaker. Uh, in some of the trailer reels, you're gonna see some of his trailers. Uh, he makes a, a new movie every year in the style of the 1950s monster movies. Okay, the third question. Toho did eventually touch the Frankenstein mythos. What was the name of the movie featuring Frankenstein's monster? You already won one, man. Okay, this one back here. That's right, Frankenstein conquers the world. That's right. All right. So uh, that, that's it, man. That's the trivia. Now, there will be more trivia as we go on through the day. Next after this is Count Yorga Vampire, I think. Yes? Yes. That's next. So I will see you then, and I'm going to leave you in the hands of King Kong and Godzilla here now. Thanks a lot, guys. Size. 
He is sheer brute force. While Kong is a thinking animal. His brain is considerably larger. About ten times the size of this gorilla's skull. Being instinctive rivals, there is no doubt that they will attempt to destroy one another. King Kong versus Godzilla, heading for their colossal collision. Shattering every obstacle that stands between them in the most fantastic rampage of annihilation ever recorded on film. See King Kong stamp Tokyo into the ground, holding a beautiful girl in his grasp. See Godzilla destroy an entire army. See King Kong trapped by the blazing barrier of a billion volts. But nothing, nobody can stop the great showdown when King Kong and Godzilla meet to fight for survival of the fittest. We are two movies in, two-fifths of the way through. Chris, how are you holding up? I'm holding up great. Excellent. I, so I, what have we seen so far? Uh, let's see. First thing we saw, a creature from Black Lagoon. Of course. I mean, hey, hey, hey come on. Mm-hmm. Um, you should know by now, one of my favorites, as well as I know that, one of yours. That's right, man. I can't shut up about it. Oh, no. Never I, can. I, I made myself shut up about it because I could have gone for hours. <laughs> and people didn't pay 20 bucks to see that, so... No, no, no. I'm sure they would have if they had known, but yeah, we were know, waiting for the movie. I am looking for ways to monetize this thing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Second movie. Uh, that was King Kong versus Godzilla. All right, so there are some connections. I oh, mentioned yeah. the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just as good a movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is slightly goofier fair. Oh, yeah, it but, is. you know... And I think I've told this story before. The first time I saw this was on the big screen at the Hollywood, introduced mm-hmm. by Kyle from the Kaiju cast. And it was the first time I had watched a Godzilla movie from start to finish. I have a lot of love for this film. It means a lot to me. I love it. Seems in all the goofy King Kong suit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know. I oh, know. Yeah. No, no, no. I, but, I, I get you. I do. You know, I love it. I do. I mean, you know, I think I've said it before in this show. My complaint is they took a majestic creature like Kong and turned him into a hard cider addict. But, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a little quibble. <laughs> and, and the suit's not that great. Um, no. It just, of yeah. all of Toho's suits, <laughs> it, it leads, leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, the gargantuans were better. Right. <laughs> but we get Godzilla in color for the first time. That's true. And there's a, even some continuity from the last time we saw Godzilla getting stuck in the iceberg, mm-hmm. and we find him in this one, so mm-hmm. that's cool. Although everybody acts surprised when he shows up. It's like, what the heck is that? Oh, Godzilla. And the little kid. I love the little kid. Godzilla, yay! I love that. It's like, I, I don't know, if that's, that's, that's a little world I want to live in, where I get excited about a giant lizard thing coming to destroy my city, but, you know. Of course it is. Yeah. Well, well maybe not literally, but, you know. Yeah. Th- this was the start of Godzilla becoming the savior of mankind, king of the monsters. Yeah, but, but well, kind of. Kind of. He's you had there. Godzilla versus the thing after this, yes. and he was not quite there. He's getting there. Uh, we do, a few years later, get into the... Yeah. The, yeah, they team up to fight Ghidra and all that. You know mm-hmm. what? We're going to let Kyle the Kaiju cast handle that kind of talk. Yeah, yeah. Although, boy, I do love me some King Ghidorah oh, or Ghidra or whatever. Gosh, oh, so good. All right, so next up is Count Yorga Vampire, which of the five we're showing, I am the least familiar with. Um, me as well. I mean, I 
I saw it once, oh man, I don't know, a decade ago, and I, I, I have very vague memories of it, so it's going to be nice to see it, finally, yeah. uh, you know, once again. I agree. I agree. Um, it should be fun. And yeah, and then we've got uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead and Blackula. Mm-hmm. You still going strong? Oh, I, hey, I'm I'm not planning on leaving. I'm awesome. not going anywhere. Awesome. So uh, I haven't talked to you since the movie started. There was a trailer reel shown at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and I inserted some of Christopher R. Mims trailers into there, including the trailer for Wereskito Nazi Hunter, Initial Thoughts. Thank you for finding something else I need to go out and buy. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. You're helping me spend my money. <laughs> Ten bucks a pop. Come oh, on. no, 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 no. <sighs> I'm, I'm just joking. But no, I saw, I, I, I've been following that on Facebook and mm-hmm. seeing the trailer. It's like, yeah, okay, I get paid in, um, let's see, uh, six days. So <laughs> I know where, right I know where 10 bucks of my paycheck is going. Right on. There's also the trailer for Son of Frankenstein, which is the oh. newly unearthed trailer, nitrate, uh, Prince and it wow. looked great. I, watching it on YouTube is where I first saw it, yeah. which is a little bit more clear than the DVD that I put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks gorgeous. It looks mm. gorgeous. I'll have, to, I'll have to look for that, but I mean, just seeing it on the big screen was a oh, thrill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a I, I haven't seen it on YouTube yet. Okay, I'll send you a link. Oh, no, I'll put I, a link I, in I'm the sure show notes. Could, oh, okay, there you go, because I'm sure I could find it. I mean, yeah. but oh, my God, it looks so nice. So, so I, nice. I don't know what kind of recording we're going to do later on in the day. I mean, I've got some more introductions to do, but I love chatting with you, man. So, I, hey. you know, if there's time, I'll sit you back down in front of the mic. Sounds like a plan to me. You right. know, I love I, I love being on Monster Kid Radio and talking classic and not so much, and not so classic monsters <laughs> with you. See, when you say it, it doesn't sound nearly as canned because I say it every week. And yeah, you you've know. got much more practice with it. I, I have. I, I try to change. It. I tried to change it. I did try to change it, but I just no, everything. I, it no. just mm. don't. Don't go changing. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. All right. On to Count Yoga. Yoga? Count Yoga. <laughs> now, that would be a movie I'd pay to see. Oh, Count wow. Yoga. We are only two movies in. and I, Count Yorga. Okay. Yorga. Ho! Off we go. Hey, gang. How's everybody doing? All right. So, uh, I know there are some faces here from earlier in the day. Who is still here from the first film? Wow. Well done. Who's new for this movie? Alright, cool. You're in for a treat. We've been having fun here at the Scarathon, right? Here's Jeff. Coming. My name is Jeff Punkrock Martin. 
It's a pleasure to welcome you to the Scarathon at the Joy Cinema and Pub. Let's hear it for yourselves. Come on. Derek, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We should have coordinated that better. Or I should say, I should have coordinated that better. But I want to thank all you nerds and clowns and geeks and everyone for clawing your way out of your mom's basements and being here tonight. I know that a lot of you don't get a lot of social interaction. That's okay. You're here tonight. And you're among sort of friends, sort of. Okay, here's the great thing. I have family here tonight. My sisters Pam and Bonnie are here. My brother-in-law John's here. My wife Jessica's here. My son Spencer's here. Can you hear for those? Can we hear for those guys? As long as I got some family here, I thought I would clear the air about a few things. No, really. I just think, you know, it's a good time among sort of friends. Like Bonnie, for instance, the time you came home from school when we were kids and your easy break egg bake oven was broken, that was Pam. Spencer, you know, the time you came home from school and your comic books were covered with beer and, and nacho cheese dip, that was mom. <laughs> Pam, years ago, that time you came home from school and you, you opened your, your cupboard in your room and the drawer and, the, and your cheerleader outfit had been all messed up Somebody had been wearing and dancing around in your cheerleader outfit? That was me. <laughs> I have a joke because my kid's here today. I have a joke just for him. Really, he's a little bit old for this kind of joke, but I'm going to tell it anyway because I want to, you know, your son's here. You want to tell a joke for your son. Today, we're having a scarathon. You're going to see Count Yorga Vampire right up next. I had a hard time choosing the last couple of movies. I was going to choose either Count Yorga Vampire or the other choice I had was... Count Poophead Vampire. It was Count Poophead Vampire. You're probably a redneck. The other one, Spencer, would have been Son of Crapula. Okay, I, I told you he was too old for the jokes. You guys are definitely too old for those jokes. I'm going to get out of your hair, but I want, but please give me a big, gigantic round of applause or I'm going to feel bad. Oh, that's better. I feel wonderful. And now, the man... You, I know him as, as the king of the monsters, he, he, more than Godzilla. He, knows, he has forgotten more about monster movies than you and I will ever know. He is the host of Monster Kid Radio. He is geek brother number one. Please give, us a big, give him a big hearty round of applause. Derek M. Cook. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, that's a totally on me. I forgot that he said he was going to come up here and do something. So uh, that, that's on me. Jeff is a professional here. I'm the one that, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, give it up for Jeff again. I mean, I know we're clapping a lot, but he's doing a phenomenal job doing Godzilla's work here at the Joy. I mean, it's just fantastic that he's got Scarathon going. Uh, I'm having a blast. I'm two movies in. We're about to hit movie number three, which is Count Yorga Vampire. Now, how many people here have not seen Count Yorga? Wow. All right, so of the five movies that we're showing here at Scarathon, this is the one that I'm least familiar with. So I'm really looking forward to checking this one out. Came out in what, 1970? Man, I can't see my nose. 1970 starring Robert Quarry. Now, Robert Quarry, yeah, I know we've got at least one really big fan uh, of Robert Quarry back here in the theater. Um, Robert Quarry is Count Yorga. He's, he's the man. And he's done a handful of other monster movies and horror movies as well. Uh, he appeared in the sequel to this. He appeared in a really cool 1970s zombie movie called Sugar Hill. Um, so, you know, some good stuff. Now, this movie originally started 
uh, production as something inappropriate for Jeff's son to watch. Um, it started as an erotic film. Um, Robert Corey, from what I understand, and it was confirmed for me earlier today uh, by Robert Corey, superfan number one back there, that Robert Corey was not on board with that and suggested they do a horror movie instead. And the producers are like, well, no horror movies make movie, money, so let's do that instead. So this turned into a traditional, well, sort of traditional horror movie. Uh, however, the opening credits still kind of sort of read the original title, from what I understand. So it is Count Yorga Vampire, despite whatever screen might turn up when the title starts. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of keeping this one a little bit more brief. I've been introducing all the movies here and talking about movies with people outside the theater at my table out there. Uh, from Monster Kid Radio. But we want to kind of get back on track here. We're kind of pushing things back a little bit, running a little behind. So I'm going to do the trivia questions. We've got trivia, we got prizes for trivia here. Uh, I'm going to ask you some questions about Robert Quarry, some questions about Count Yorga, starting with the first question here. Let me, I'm going to pull up my phone to read my notes here, all right? So uh, while I'm doing that, I'll tell you that two of the prizes here are some custom buttons. When you were buying your tickets, your popcorn, your beer, whatever you were buying, and I hope you were buying because for me, concessions important for the for the joy. Uh, there are some buttons on the on the counter out there. They are by Laughing. Vin <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, they are uh, produced by Laughing Vixen Lounge, and they do a phenomenal job. They've been supporting a number of screenings here. Uh, they're just great. So check them out on Etsy. Check out the buttons and give them a hand. Now, what I've got here for the trivia prize uh, is uh, a custom. Count Yorga Vampire button, and a I Survived, I don't see, is this an I Survived? Uh, this is a Scarathon Joy Cinema button with Count Yorga on it. This is pretty cool. I mean, I, I wish I could have these. I bought some of the other ones. Anyway, so question number one. Like I said, there was a sequel to this film. First hand that comes up with the answer. What was the name of the sequel? You got it right there, sir. The Return of Count Yorga. The Return of Count Yorga. That's right, sir. You get this awesome button set. Give it up. Come on. So there were going to be three uh, Count Gorgon films. At one point, they talked about doing a third film. It didn't quite work out. He ended up, uh, Robert Corey ended up appearing in a film with Vincent Price instead. In fact, he appeared in two movies with Vincent Price, the first person to tell me one of those titles. Right there. Madhouse. Madhouse is one of them. Do you know the other one for bonus points? Uh, That's right. You know, I'll give it to you on my way out, okay? Robert Quarry did not just play Count Yorga. He played a vampire in another movie. Yes, sir. Deathmaster. The Deathmaster from 1973. That was it, sir. All right, so there's going to be more prizes later. We got the Evil Dead after this, and we're going to wrap things up with the incredibly cool Blackula. I hope to see you all stick around for the rest of the Scarathon. Again, give it up to Jeff. I see him in the projection booth. Let him hear it. All right, thanks a lot, guys. I'm Derek from Monster Kid Radio, and I'm going to watch a movie.
there are mysteries of the world of which we know little. Strange, frightening, whispered from generation to generation until they become a scream out of the past. woman of flesh becomes a mistress of the death master, sharing his hunger for souls, his thirst for human blood. Enjoyed your little joke last night, Doctor. But as you can see, tonight is mine. Incredible. You really are a vampire? Yes. flesh that shapes them, the blood that feeds them, once belonged to others. Driven by the forbidden cravings of another world, they band together as his slaves. It happened to them. It could happen to you. Now we're three movies in. We've done three movies of the Scarathon, and we just got done with Count Yorga Vampire. Dominique Lemcis is a local author, somebody that I know through the Lovecraft community, and a as far as I know, probably the biggest fan of Count Yorga that I've ever met. Yorga! <laughs> what is it about Count Yorga that you love so much? Well, Robert Quarry is really, really, really hot, first of all. <laughs> you um, know, I suppose if I can go on and on about Julie Adams, you know what? I support you. You know, every guy sits and they have their little horror cheesecake thing, and we don't have a lot for females, so Robert Quarry is one of the big ones for females. Okay. Um, but also... I. The character, I think, has a lot of untapped potential. I agree. There should be more um, Count Yorga. Yeah. Really I should. I really love towards the end, he's sitting with Dr. Hayes, and he has that that uh, little monologue about how a vampire's strength is their ability to rule what they want to mm-hmm. and to outsmart anybody. It was just like, okay, we could do more with that. Yeah. And it has a lot to do with the origin of this particular film, that they didn't get into it. Yeah, but well, if you know. I feel like this is a character that could be written about more and have some really great stories. I wonder who's got the rights to Count Yorga, the, the character rights, the story rights, because that would be something worth looking into, I think. Actually, yeah. Huh. Any listeners have any ideas? Uh, you know, let us know. I, I know a couple of writers who might want to, you know, do something. I'm just saying. As do I. <laughs> How's the Scarathon treating you so far? Oh, it's wonderful. I'm loving it. Yeah, you've Love been it. here all day so far. Yes, all day. Uh, we've done uh, the first three films. So far, of the three, I'm guessing Count York is your favorite. Yes. Okay. How have the other two movies done for you? Have you seen them before, I assume? Um, I had not seen uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Okay. So that was highly entertaining. <laughs> That's a good um, way to put it. Yeah. It really King Kong versus Godzilla and then slamming into Count Yorga. That, mm, I yeah. don't know how you, you do that. Well, I'm okay with that. I do stuff like that all the time. Okay, so. okay, okay. So. Now we've got the Evil Dead coming up, and then we've got uh, Blackula. Of those two, which one are you looking forward to the most? Blackula. Blackula. I love William Marshall. Oh, he's great. Oh, my and, God, he's so awesome. See, there's another character. Yeah. I would love to do more with Blackula. And actually, I've got this fixation on his wife from the flashbacks oh okay because I just there's 
the, that actress is so great, and she comes through with just these little nuances of the character. It's just, yeah. We could do more with her, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that whole story. I mean, some of these movies, these 70s monster movies particularly, uh, they, they have such depth that you could really get into. Yeah. So when I, when I introduced you, I said you're a local author, and I haven't talked to you about this. Mm-hmm. When we met at Lovecraft, you said, I have a story I'd like you to read. Yes. What book is that in again? In the Women in Horror Anthology for 2016. Mm-hmm. And the name of the story, please tell me, remember my memory. Bad Ritual. I loved it. Oh, thank you. I, I, I haven't said anything to you yet. I wanted to kind of put you on the spot and surprise you on the show. Yay! <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It's got a real strong Hammer vibe. Excellent. And Excellent. I love me my Hammer films. Yeah, that's totally know? what I was going and for. And I could totally see Cushing or Lee hanging out in that story. I could hear James Bernard's music kind of playing in the background as I was reading it. How do people get this book? You can get it on Amazon. It is Amazon. Yeah, okay. it is Amazon. Okay. Um, I think that's the only place you can get it right now. Okay. Women in Horror Anthology. 2016. 2016. Okay, well, Make sure there's a link in the show notes to that. Do you have anything else coming up? Um, not at this point, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, keep me posted. Definitely. Because I'd love to, you know, promote it here on the show and uh, have you back on the show, too, maybe down the line to do uh, talk about a movie or something like that. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Right. Enjoy the evil dead. Thank you. And you too. Blackula. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, with that voice. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? There <laughs> we go. All right, we are on movie four of Scarathon 2, Electric Boogaloo. That was bad, wasn't it? That was terrible. All right, anyway, I'm Derek M. Cook. I'm the producer of Monster Kid Radio, which is a local podcast here in the Portland, Oregon area, where we cover the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. Now, my area of expertise with the podcast is 30s through 1968. It's kind of my cutoff, typically, for the classic monster movies, but... I mean, this is the Evil Dead, right? This is 1980. This is not in that wheelhouse. So wh- why am I here to talk about this movie? Well, one, I'm a big fan of the joy, and I'm happy to help out. But two, before I really kind of got into the classic stuff, I thought I was going to be a filmmaker when I grew up, and I worshipped at the altar of Sam Raimi at the time. Sam Raimi being the director of the Evil Dead. I read every interview. I read, I collect, uh, kept every magazine that I could find something in. There was an issue of Cinefantastique, it came out the year that Army of Darkness came out, and uh, I would read that magazine pretty much every week. I went to film school, and I would read it all the time. And my film school instructors just kind of rolled their eyes every time I started talking about Raimi, because this was before he started doing the Spider-Man stuff and went legit and mainstream or whatever. But I loved, loved these movies. Now, The Evil Dead was his first film, uh, his first feature film, professional film. He and his buddies grew up making movies, you know, doing, doing the thing that a lot of film geeks do now, making movies on their iPhones, putting it on YouTube, except he would do it with real film, because that's what they had, with his childhood friends like Bruce Campbell, Robert Tabert, and things like that. When they wanted to raise money for The Evil Dead, they went and made a kind of prototype film, a demo reel, except it was a complete narrative. It was a complete story called Within the Woods. And these days, I think you can find it on YouTube. Well, it might not be on YouTube, but I've seen it online, and it might have turned up on a DVD release or Blu-ray release by now, because they do put out new versions of those movies on Blu-ray or DVD pretty much every six months these days, or at least they used to. Has anybody seen Within the Woods? A handful of people. Uh, It's uh, every bit as bloody as The Evil Dead gets, and it's a much shorter film. Um, So The Evil Dead being such a low-budget movie, Obviously, they you know, can only do so much. So when they went to go find a location, they found a cabin out in the middle of the woods in Tennessee. 
that had very little facilities, including power and plumbing sometimes. Uh, they would actually just live there while they were shooting. You know, shoot, eat, sleep, get up, rinse, repeat. I, maybe not even rinse because they didn't have water. So they would just, you know, just do this, uh, this grueling shooting schedule in, in this little cabin. Uh, and it was really, truly in the middle of nowhere. In fact, early in the production, the crew once got lost when, when they went out to go shoot a scene involving a bridge, which you'll see in the film. I'm assuming most people have seen The Evil Dead. Now, are there any new viewers? Really? All right, all right. It is a low-budget movie from the 80s, but, you know, as with a lot of the low-budget movies, whether it's from the 80s or from my wheelhouse, you know, the, the monster movies or whatever, there's a certain charm, you know, to these types of movies. And sometimes it's kind of fun to see the scenes or, the, or see the scenes, excuse me, or the behind-the-scenes stuff. For example, because they didn't have a lot of people they could put in the cast, whenever there was an extra needed, they would put themselves in, the cam in front of the camera. There's two hitchhikers at the very beginning of the movie. They're, they're not in the movie very long. They're just there for a second. But it's Sam Raimi and Robert Taper, the director and the producer of the film. Um, and then I believe one of the actors calls him an offensive name or something. I, I don't know, whatever. You'll, you'll see it and you'll enjoy it, I hope. Uh, this movie did spawn a franchise. Evil Dead uh, made a sequel. There was a sequel to that. And then a sequel to that, uh, the third film being Army of Darkness, uh, which... If you look at the, tr uh, the trajectory of these movies, they get much, much bigger in terms of budget and, and blood, but they get less scary. So uh, when I used to defend these films to my friends who didn't get it, I would say that Evil Dead was like 90% horror, 10% comedy. Evil Dead 2 was half and half, and Army of Darkness was 90% comedy, 10% horror. And then, of course, now there's the TV show, which is, I believe, in season two. Is that right? Ash vs. Evil Dead? which I, I found this fascinating. I saw an interview with Bruce Campbell about this uh, just the other day, that that series intentionally stays away from talking about anything with Army of Darkness for rights reasons. Uh, as with, again, some of these lower budget movies from whatever era, you get a distribution deal with whoever you can. And Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness each had three different distributors. So they were able to get the rights to do stuff with Evil Dead 1 and 2, but Army of Darkness is with Universal, which might have sold it to MC. Somebody's got it that they don't want to play ball with because it would cost a lot of money to do so. So anyway, I find it fascinating that this little movie that was made in 1980 by these you know, college-age kids ends up spawning this incredible franchise that just has legs today, still has legs today. So I have some trivia questions here because I've got some prizes, and I want to talk a little bit about the prizes real quick. First of all, we have a custom pin set from Laughing Vixen Lounge. Now, You've heard me say it if you've been attending the entire Scarathon today, but as you pay for your concessions or your tickets, if they haven't sold out yet, I don't know if they have or not. Have they, Chris? Okay, they haven't sold out yet, which means you're not too late to buy some really cool custom pins designed by Laughing Vixen Lounge for the Joy Cinema. They're five bucks a pop. Or maybe you'll win a uh, prize here when I do the trivia questions because I've got two custom sets. This is the only way you're going to get these. These are not for sale on the counter, so here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to ask some trivia questions. First hand that goes up, I'm going to call on you. Please don't just shout out the answer because that kind of makes it hard for everybody else. You know what I mean? Cool? All right. <laughs> yeah, it's groovy. Excellent. That's what I'm looking for, sir. All right, so the Evil Dead. There are five main characters in the film. There's three women, two men. Ash is one of them. What is the name of the second man in the film? You, sir. Yes, it is. Scott. Or Scotty. That's right. The boss. Come on. You want something?
probably won't surprise you to hear that most of the actors in the film really didn't go on to have the kind of career that Bruce Campbell would have. You know, Bruce Campbell is kind of the, the face, the, the charismatic one, the one the girls would like to watch, that sort of thing. The other guys, well, you know, whatever. The chin. The chin, the chin yes, the chin. All right, let's see, uh, what's a good third, or another trivia question? I have another pin set for you. All right, this one, well, let's get a little difficult. I'm gonna dive deep, okay? In the film, uh, one of the characters goes into the basement, exploring, seeing things, things like that. There's a movie poster on the wall. What's the movie? The Hills Have Eyes It Is, that's correct. Which is a Wes Craven film. Uh, to return the favor in Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street, one of the characters is watching Evil Dead on TV. Uh, I think it's Johnny Depp's character yeah. in that. All right, so I have one more prize. This is actually a CD from a surf band. On my podcast, I try to introduce, or excuse me, open every episode with some instrumental surf. This band is called the Genki Genki Panic. Uh, this is an EP with songs like well, Werewolf by Night, Two Girls, One Casket, and When Bats Cry. <laughs> To win this CD, I want somebody in, I don't know, it might be too easy. What's the name of the book? Necronomicon. The Necronomicon or Necronomicon Ex Mortis. That's right. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to pass that off to you on my way back. We have one more movie after this. We have Blackula. So uh, please stick around and enjoy that or meet up with me out in the lobby. I'll be there talking monster movies the rest of the night. Thank you so much. Thanks to the joy. Thanks to Carol, who's in the projection booth. Let's do it. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. Your girlfriend, you take care of her. here the whole time uh, just shouting out what's been your favorite movie so far all at once now Preacher. Preacher. 
Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Okay, nobody for King Kong versus Godzilla? I would not want to upset King Kong or Godzilla. Come on. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. So this is the fifth and final film for the 2016 Scarathon. Yeah. I, I'm assuming everybody here has been here for the long haul, or at least at least one other movie. Is that right? Did anybody come just for Blackula? Really? Right on. Right on. All right, well... Anybody who is new to the theater tonight, my name is Derek M. Cook. I am the producer and host of Monster Kid Radio, which is a local podcast based here in Oregon. I'm Oregon's only podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I talk about nothing but the classic monster movies from the 30s up to about the 1960s or so. Every once in a while, I toe dip into the 70s. Uh, I've been doing it for about two and a half years. I hit episode 300 at the end of the year. Uh, there's a new episode every Wednesday night, Thursday morning, depending on how late I stay up the night before. Uh, you can find me at monsterkidradio.net or out in the lobby after the movie, after Blackula, which is what we're here to see tonight. Again, it's the last movie, man, and I'm, I'm eager to watch it and then go home and take a nap. So, uh, yeah, scarathon has been a lot of fun. I want to thank Jeff and the Joy Cinema for having me out here to introduce everything. I love coming out here, and Jeff isn't here right now, but Carol and, I forget the other gentleman's name, but the gang's here, man, they're just doing a bang-up job, and, you know, when I get done here, if you haven't loaded up on popcorn, beer, or whatever, I'm sure they'd be happy to hook you up uh, and uh, make the rest of the night enjoyable for you. So the movie we're talking about, it's Blackula from 1972. Do we have anybody who has not seen Blackula? Wow! Wow, Okay. Well, this will be a treat. So, Blackula, like I said, 1972, it is, uh, I don't know if it's politically correct to say this or not, it's a black exploitation film, all right? It's, you know, the, the era of, of uh, Superfly and Shaft and movies like that. But, you know, there's some horror movies that came out during this period of time as well. Blackula is just one of them. Uh, there's also Blackenstein. Not as good. There's also Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde with Bernie Casey, <laughs> which... Um, is as good, but not in the same way. Uh, it's actually directed by the same guy who directed Blackula. His name is William Crane, I believe. Yes, that's the name I wrote down, William Crane. All right, so the movie's called Blackula. That's our main character, although his real name, let's see if I can pronounce this right here, Mamawaldi. I'm glad they went with Blackula. I don't think Mamawaldi really rolls off the tongue. It's played by, he's played by William Marshall, who is a Shakespearean-trained uh, actor. Uh, this man, he's six foot five. He cuts an imposing figure. He's got a great voice. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of guessing. I'm bad at guessing ages, but I'm assuming some of you probably saw him on television on Saturday mornings because he played the king of cartoons on Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> uh, you know, and if you go further back, he's done a lot of television. He actually appeared on an episode of the original Star Trek. He played Dr. Richard Daystrom in the episode The Ultimate Computer. But he is not the only person with a Star Trek connection in this movie. There's actually another guy in here who supposedly was a red shirt in some random episode of, of Star Trek. I don't know which episode. I couldn't find out. Really? Yeah. Okay. Apparently he was in an episode of Court... What's that? Actually, he's not the guy that I was going with, but you're absolutely right. Elijah Cook's in this, in this as well, and he is in Court Martial. I was going to say that the guy who played Dracula 
in this, played a red shirt in one of the episodes. Um, I need to dig and find out who, because I find it fascinating that the red shirt, the guy who plays Dracula in this, um, well, just when you see the movie, I don't want to ruin the relationships and spoil anything, all right? Uh, the guy who played Dracula is a guy by the name of Charles McCauley. Um, he's an interesting Dracula. I mean, he's no Bela Lugosi, he's no Christopher Lee. But, you know, he's an interesting Dracula. Again, though, the movie's a Blackula. It's about William Marshall's character. But you're absolutely right. Elijah Cook's in this as well. Uh, he's uh, second half, second third of the uh, last third of the film, I believe. I'll have to watch movie to find out. Anyway, so I'm doing some trivia questions, and we've got some prizes. So when you came in, uh, people who have been here the whole time probably getting sick of me saying this, but when you came in at the counter with the concessions, there was uh, some buttons, some pins, celebrating the Joy Cinema, the Scarathon, and all that. These pins were uh, created by Laughing Vixen Lounge. They've been supporting the Joy Cinema with weird, weird Wednesday screenings, that sort of thing. These pins are amazing. They're five bucks a pop. So if you pick one of those up, you're supporting uh, Laughing Vixen, and you're also supporting the Joy. And as a prize for some trivia questions, we've got two sets of custom pins. These are not available for sale. These are for Blackula specifically. Uh, so we've got two of these here. Now, the way we've been doing this is I've just been asking the question and then asking people to raise their hand, and I'll call on the first person. And I think I've done, done pretty good guessing who was first. So appreciate that. Don't just shout out the answer because that kind of ruins it for everybody. So I mentioned Blackula. I mentioned Blackenstein and Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. There was a second Blackula film. What was the title? You, sir, in the teach right, right there. Yes, you with the hand up. Yes. That's right, Scream Blackula Scream, also starring William Marshall and Pam Greer. Right? Uh, I will deliver your pin on my way out of the theater, okay? I love Dracula movies. Absolutely adore them. Uh, any kind of Dracula movie, I'm going to dig it. You know, it doesn't matter. I, I, I have an affinity for these things. And who is the most famous guy to play Dracula, right? It's Bela Lugosi, right? Well, okay. And I'll get to Lee in a second. You know, you're getting ahead, man. You saw my script. So Bela Lugosi, right? He played the first Dracula. Trivia question number two for another set of Blackula pins. How many times did Bela Lugosi play Dracula for a feature film? Yes, sir. Twice. Incorrect. Two. That's right. He played Dracula twice. Dracula and then Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I thought you said once. Oh, you said twice? All right, well, then you get to pound. Sorry, man. I, I just heard. It's his fault. You'll have to take it out on him. I'll give you a pin on the way out, okay? What's that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, I've got one, one more prize. Now, on Monster Kid Radio, I like to open up every episode with uh, a bit of instrumental surf music. I, I get this music from around the world, and I think these guys are based out of the South America somewhere. The band is Los Pocadores. This, the CD is called Escape from Uranus, or Uranus, depending on whether you're 12 or not. <laughs> anyway, it's a cool little uh, album, and I'm going to give it away to the person who can answer the question, how many times did Christopher Lee play Dracula? Nine. <sighs> I'm going to count my, I'm going to recount, hold on. No, I'm wrong. I think, I think you are wrong. I think you're wrong, but I do have a hand up all back here. Incorrect. Oh, yes, sir. Eight. Let me count my numbers again. <laughs> Let me count them again. It's, it's, yeah, it's an even, maybe look at even. There's no decimals, how about that? Give me a second. 
What did you say? Eight. Incorrect. Um, yes, sir. I'll go with six. No. Yes, sir. Yes. Ten times he played Dracula. The movies are, now all the Hammer films, right? Except for Brides of Dracula. So he did Dracula, Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Dracula has risen from the grave. Taste the Blood of Dracula, Scars of Dracula, Dracula, 18, uh, AD 1972, The Satanic Rites of Dracula. But then there are three other films, one directed by Jess Franco called Count Dracula, a French comedy called Dracula and Son, and then he also appeared in a movie starring uh, Sammy Davis Jr. called One More Time, where he wore the cape. Uh, it's kind of a glorified cameo role with him and Peter Cushing, but there you go. So I'll give you the CD on the way out. Now, that's pretty much it. Carol's up there waiting for me to uh, give her the, the go sign. So... Uh, Maybe some applause for Carol. Let's do it, Carol. Blackula, let's do it. You shall pay, Black Prince. I curse you with my name. You shall be Blackula. Blackula, the Black Avenger. Rising from his tomb to fill the night with horror. Blackula, Dracula's soul brother. Deadlier even than he. You know, he is a strange dude. You're a nut that ran in front of my cab. You're the only imbecile on this street. Black Blackula. Look, look at man, you were found. I mean, uh, you got to be around here somewhere. I mean, now listen, you, wait, you take your hands off of me. I don't know you. He thirsts for your blood. He hungers for your soul. Warm young bodies will feed his hunger. Hot, fresh blood will quench his awful thirst. Thank you. I'm bloody Mary. Are you, um, into the occult? No! How about the, uh, heavy stuff? What do you think of vampires? Vampires? I think they're possibly the most fascinating ball. More horrifying than Dracula. The Black Avenger. Black Dracula. From American International Pictures. It's near the end of the night, Scarathon 2016, Jeff Punkrock Martin. How do you think it went? Oh, Derek, I think it was wonderful. We had a great crowd, a lot of folks, and uh, it was really, really fun, good mix of movies, and everything seemed to go over really well, and, and uh, what can I say? It was horrific in the best possible way. <laughs> I saw a lot of smiling faces, uh, okay. laughs in just the right spot. That's good. N- nobody trying to you know do an amateur MST3K thing. So yeah, that was good. Well. That was very good. <laughs> People watch the movies. Yeah, exactly. So there were five movies. How did you pick the five films? I just, you know what? I just thought of movies that I've always loved, for one thing, and things that some of them I, I felt weren't really represented on the big screen. You know, <laughs> they, they don't get a lot of play in theaters, like Count Yorga Vampire is one. It's a movie I loved from my childhood, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, so I thought, well, it'd be good to bring that back if we could. And I found a distributor who had it, who carried it, and uh, kind of the same with um, with King Kong versus Godzilla. Like of all the kaiju movies that that get played, that that one seems to be overlooked in on the big screen at least. So I thought, well, what fun would that be? To, and that, to me, that's a little bit less Halloween like. Because the giant monster movie to me is a little bit less of a 
Halloween thing in some ways. But I thought, well, that's a families can come see it. So I agree with you. I I, I love them. I mm. love them. But when it comes to the you know the Halloween stuff, the more traditional monsters, yeah. you know, monsters you know, like, like Black Hill that's playing yeah. right now. You yeah. know, it's ghosts and vampires and werewolves and haunted houses and things. Right, to me that's more. supernatural. Yeah, you know, you got to have that. You yep. got to have that. This is the big blowout for Halloween here at the Joy. But you still got weird Wednesdays coming up. Oh, you're, yeah. still, you're still doing something. Some of these movies are going to be shown again. Yeah, yeah, we have these. We have them playing through the weekend. Some of them we have because because you get them and you have to book them, and it's kind of like. It would be sort of a shame to only get one play out of him, and a lot of people can't make it out for the one day. So it's like, well, we'll have Creature through uh, Creature in the Black Lagoon through Monday, and Black Hill will get one more showtime on Monday, and and uh, we'll do Count Yorga one more time on for Weird Wednesday this week. Oh, really? Okay. Same thing. It's like you know we have a lot of Weird Wednesday regulars who couldn't make it here tonight, so I thought, well, let's get another play out of Count Yorga, and we'll show that. So. I didn't do Scarathon last year. Compared to last year, how'd you do? You think? Um, oh, this was a lot better year. It's, I mean, last year was good, really. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was more low-key. It was the first year we did it. We really rushed to promote it because we had a couple other movies booked for Halloween, kind of farther in advance than we normally do. So so I wanted to do it, but we had to do it two weeks earlier than I had hoped. <laughs> and just we just didn't have the time to promote it. It was a good day and had, had lots of folks, but this year was a lot bigger and better and more people and just all around better day i think i've had a blast okay, I mean, there excellent. have been so excellent. many people coming by and of course i get to crash the party you know talking no, about monster oh, radio which no. is awesome no derek you're you're so not crashing the party you're the <laughs> as i i think i said i don't know if i said this to you earlier to or to carol i was saying or maybe you said so you're like crashing the party I said no you're the guest who shows up with the best lampshade to wear on his head <laughs> that's who you are <laughs> right on now i've had a blast now is it too early to say there will be one next year if this year is any indication it's a, it's a it works out eventually and that you know in terms of like business wise it works out well enough to where you can do it again you know it's, it costs a lot to do because you get to book all those films but sure. but yeah but i think so and it was we'll get a little more of a head start on it next year and, and maybe get some more merchandise and all that and, and make it even more of an event so keep growing it i hope yeah well i'll definitely uh say right now excellent you know book me i'm here, oh, I'm here for next it, year derek Scarathon three i'll be here that would be mr derek that would be so excellent <laughs> mr yeah. derek wow <laughs> and, and by the way i want to say publicly on the show you introduced me as what was a geek brother number one yep where, where did that come one. from <laughs> it out of nowhere i mean just just james brown is soul brother number one and so i i, <laughs> I thought well here we are among this 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 coven of nerds and geeks and all these you know monster movie fans and all that and I always tell people you've forgotten more about horror movies than any of us will ever know. So, so you're geek brother number one. I love it. I should get a T-shirt that says geek brother or, or like a little name tag. <laughs> Hi, my name is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. So what's coming up next for The Joy? You've got some weird Wednesday stuff coming up. You and I have talked about uh, a particular luchador film yes, that we want to book, yeah. uh, Mil Mascaris versus The Aztec Mummy. That's Yeah, I'm excited about that. The, you, you're the one who hit me to that, and I'm – I'm amazed and, and very excited that Mil Mascaris is still making movies <laughs> and is still active, you know, so that'll be great to get that and have Count Yorga this week. We do this, we've done those lately, really, by the seat of our pants. I mean, just kind of, I got to get a schedule together and I'd like to book them a little farther out and, and put out a, a flyer and a calendar. So we'll probably start doing that again soon, too. But Right on. But yeah. Keep me posted if you're going to do that because of what I'll do. I'll make sure I'll mention it on the show. Oh, excellent. And I have Chris McMillan from the Shadow Over Portland will definitely promote yeah. as well. If I can speak for him, Chris, if you're listening, um, <laughs> I'm sure he'll do it. You know, we've had you on the show a couple of times in the past, and, and I love coming to Weird Wednesday. It's been a couple of years since I've been coming to see yeah, the show. Yeah. And just, you know, from the bottom of my monster-loving heart, thank you for doing this. <laughs> this is just an exciting uh, you know thing to do here in the area. There, there isn't any local-ish theaters to me who 
do these types of movies. Mm. So to have you come in here and, and do these shows, weird one to say Scarathon, it's just awesome. So oh, thank, th- you, thank you. Thank of you. the five movies that you booked, which one was your favorite? Oh, that is such a – they're kind of all my favorites for different reasons. Um, Pick you your know, favorite child. Go ahead. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's You know, I have to say of all of them, Black Hill is the one I'm least familiar with. I mean, really? I, I don't think I've ever sat and watched it beginning and end in one sitting. I've seen – I think I've seen it all, but never all in one – Mm-hmm. In one sitting, so I like it a lot. I just I'm more familiar with all the other movies. Uh, probably Creature and Count Yorga are my two favorites. I guess I love Evil Dead too. Though. So it's, it's really hard to you know <laughs> favorite child. Come on, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. different reasons. Different. Yeah. No, I'm like this. I'm like that. You are with Blackula. I'm like that with Count Yorga. I'm least familiar with that one the most. Uh-huh. So it was it was a pleasure to watch it. Yeah. and see it here. In, in this, you know, it's the joy. I mean, come on. Oh, it's, thank you. Now, you know, was, this is the place to be. That's the, I love as a kid. I love monster movies. So I, I got into I, I think as my older sisters. You know, they were they were a little bit older than I was, and they watched all that stuff. I loved them, but I never thought they were scary. You know, I'd watch the Universal films and whatever, and then whatever horror films were coming out when I was a kid. I, I, I just thought they were cool. But Count Yorga was the first one, the first movie I went to see in a theater where people were scared. They were screaming, and there were a lot of jump scares, you know? And Yeah. And people are sort of so used to that now that maybe it's lost its impact or to some extent, but it's still a good movie, and um, it's still pretty scary, I think. <laughs> I think the jump scares still work. There, there were yeah. people jumping in there. Oh, good. You know, you you, there, there was some sexy time, you uh-huh. know, and, and the sexy time was uh, answered with some jump scares, yeah. with the, the yep. stuff with the bus, and he yeah. was out, he's outside the window, no spoilers, but you know. Yeah. You know, if you haven't seen Count Yorga listeners, you got to check it out. I mean, yeah, you really it's, do. it's really good. And I, I was, I, I, we were talking about this recently. I just, uh, I don't know why Robert Quarry wasn't a little bit bigger star, or at least. What well, didn't have a bigger horror career? I mean, because the few horror films he made that I know of were all kind of a big thing, and he was a big part of them. You know, sure. I mean, there's this one. There's uh, the sequel, the Return. Yeah. Of Count, was it the Return? Return no. of Count Yorgi. Yeah. Okay. And then he was also in one of the Doctor Fives movies. Yeah. In, uh, Sugar Hill, the Sugar zombie Hill. movie. Oh, he's in Sugar Hill. He's okay. in Sugar Hill, and then I haven't seen it yet. People keep telling me I need to see the Death Master. Yeah, see the Death Master. Is that That's one a, good? It is good. Yes, okay. it's good. It's uh, it's actually a really pretty good movie. It's more obscure than the Yorga movies for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And they did this weird promotional tie-in thing. They they refer to Count Yorga as the Death Master in some of the posters. I saw that. Yeah, and I I, <laughs> I should this would be so easy to look up if that was if that inspired the title of the movie The Death Master or you know knowing how Hollywood around, was back then I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah. I can totally see AIP or some production company thinking like, hey, well. We have a title. Why don't we get Robert Quarry again? And you know, get the Death Master. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, right on. And then Blackula's playing right now. Have you yes. seen the sequel to Blackula? Scream, Blackula, Scream. I have not, but it's directed by Bob. I see this Kelgen or Kellyan, but I believe the so, guy yeah. who did uh, Count Yorga. So yeah. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people say Scream: Blackula Scream is actually a better movie. Mm-hmm. I actually like the first one quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, a lot. But yeah. you get some voodoo stuff in the second one. So, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, whatever. That's, you know? I I just caught that on TV again. I didn't watch the whole thing. I've have seen it, but just recently I was I was watching Scream: Blackula Scream. I love that title, Scream: Blackula Scream. It sounds like a song title to me. It should, <laughs> it it should be a song, you know. It's and I like William Marshall too. He oh, was great. I saw him interviewed on Creature Features, which was the horror movie tv show you know based out of oakland when i was a kid i grew That's up in right. oregon and mm-hmm. and i and one time william marshall came on and was interviewed on the show by really by the host yeah yeah wow and that the was guy's a, got such a great voice yeah he's and it, he was like this very just very sweet natured kind of guy and really and kind of this i don't know how i'd say this this actor's actor kind of guy you're like yeah. really, you know 
proud of his craft and all uh-huh. that. And he was, I think, mostly a stage actor. I don't know that much about him. But. Very Shakespearean, yeah, you know, very, exactly, very yeah. regal. Yeah. And here he is doing Black Hill. Yeah, and that voice and, <laughs> and just the way he just, he was, but he was also very sort of self-effacing and, and yeah, you know, so. I think you kind of have to. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a big blowout for, for the joy. What do you do yeah. for Halloween though yourself? What do you do to celebrate uh-huh. the, the, the holiest <laughs> of holy days? Anymore, I take my kids trick-or-treating, you know, I mean, right on. we do, we answer the door. I used to put, I have, I used to collect all the eight millimeter and super eight, uh, condensed horror films, like uh-huh. castle films and the, yeah. the films they sh- sold in famous monsters magazine. So I stubbed a lot of those. I used to project those on a window in our front, like with the shades down. And, and so that was projected on the front of the house as kids came up. And that was always really fun. It, it kind of was a cool effect. And I always look forward to doing that. But, but now I have to, I got to, you know, walk the kid around the neighborhood with his friends. So, uh-huh. <laughs> right on. So I can't be there to, to, you know, to do that film. part. I don't get trick-or-treaters out near my place. So. Oh, you don't. Do so uh, yeah, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, you know, no trick-or-treaters. That's, that's boring. <laughs> but then it means somebody interrupts me watching my monster movie. Oh, so there right. you go. So, See, yeah. You I, know, it's, it's a tit for tat. Yeah. Know, so anyway, so and I work here, too, on Halloween. So I, it's oh, do like... You, it's, do you come here on Halloween? What's oh, happening yeah. Halloween night? Halloween night. We'll have uh, actually three of the films here that we have tonight. We have uh, Blackula at five, which is a little bit of an odd time for a horror movie like that. But five o'clock, Blackula. A creature at seven and uh, and Evil Dead at nine. So, right on. Yeah, so we could have done the same thing tomorrow. Programmed the same five movies in a row. I, I wouldn't have been here. No offense. Yeah, I it's, no, been here. no, no. It's like why would you? You saw it. It's like you know, make the scarathon kind of special and yeah. have all the you know good. Well, you made it special. You got the the, the special T-shirts. We had the pins from Laughing Vixen Lounge. Oh, yeah. um, I was here. I mean, it was just awesome. So <laughs> I know Derek. You totally. You and you and and Chris too made it so great with the. Making the pins and stuff. Chris from Laughing Victim Lounge. It's, it's a good time. Jeff, again, thank you so much. I've had a blast. I, I want to let you go because, man, it's late and we all need a nap. <laughs> we all need to go to bed, man. Um, but thank you. I'm going to cap on this. I'm going to end with Jeff. Oh, thank Jeff, you. Jeff, the best for last, man. Oh, well, that's, I, I don't know about that, but thank you, Derek. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank you for coming out and for doing such a killer job emceeing and introducing and all that. So. No, keep it going. Go, keep going. Oh. No, no, that's <laughs> I fine. <will. laughs> Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thank you, Derek. Huge thanks to Chris, Chris, Jim, Dominique, and Jeff. I think I got that in the right order. For making Scarathon amazing. Thank you if you were out there supporting the joy and having a good time watching some fantastic films. What a blast that was. I've introduced movies at the joy before, but to be there all day, to have a table set up, talking with people about Monster Kid Radio and classic monster movies, it was a treat. Thanks to Jeff for providing me with that opportunity. And thanks to everybody who made Scarathon what it was. You guys and gals rocked it and made October special. All right, we're going to take you to the Northwest Film Center here in a second, because on October 30th, there was a Monster Kid Radio crash. They were showing the 1973 film Theater of Blood starring Vincent Price. Ooh, so a Monster Kid Radio crash happens when a local classic monster movie event happens. I put together a Facebook event, but you don't have to be a Facebook user to go. Monster Kid Radio crashes. It's not an official event hosted by the Northwest Film Center or whatever theater we're crashing. It just happens to be a place where us monster kids are going to gather to enjoy the movie together. And it's a Monster Kid Radio crash because I bring my recorder along and I always try to record at the show, after the show, whatever. Chris McMillan joined me for this Monster Kid Radio crash and we're going to get to that. But first, we're going to play another song from Black Ball Bandits. This is the other song from their single Spooky Tales and Scary Noises. It's called Swingy Creepy. And then after that, 
we'll hit up Theater of Blood. Dr. Lee Cushing, welcome to my Chamber of Horrors. Dr. Cushing's Chamber of Horrors is a serialized monster rally novel in the tradition of the classic Universal and Hammer horror films. It's written by Stephen D. Sullivan, the award-winning author of White Zombie, Daikaiju Attack, Manos, The Hands of Fate, and the original chill role-playing game. My goal is to recreate the thrills of the monster versus monster films that we all love. We'll have vampires, werewolves, mummies, psychic twins, and scheming madmen. And that's just in the first storyline. Now you can get Dr. Cushing's Chamber of Horrors and other monster stories sent directly to your email for as little as a dollar a month. For just two dollars, you'll get all the chapters in advance, plus bonus stories and other perks. Sign up now at CushingHorrors.com or visit SDSullivan.com for a Patreon link. 
I do hope you've enjoyed your visit. Please come again. And remember, the chamber is always waiting for its next victim. Journey into double terror with the late night double feature. With X, the fiend from beyond space, and the wall people. A crew of interstellar explorers must fight an unstoppable alien fiend from beyond space, hell-bent on consuming them all. Will they survive? Can they survive? And on the same program, a man must fight to save his only child from the clutches of strange invaders who use their advanced technologies to steal sleeping children through their bedroom walls. Are your children safe? Two terrors to tear you apart in the late night double feature. Edward Lionheart truly believed he was the greatest actor of his time. So when these eight professional critics laughed at his work... Lionheart, what the hell do you want here? Quite insane. It hurt him so deeply. Oh, my God. He killed himself. Then a strange thing began to happen. One by one, the critics themselves were murdered. Sorry to have missed the meeting, but my heart is with you. Can't believe it. His head cut off. They died dramatically. They died spectacularly. They died terribly. They died grotesquely. They died horribly. Their deaths were so bizarre, so unusual, it was almost as if Edward Lionheart had come back from the grave to create them. But of course, Edward Lionheart was dead. Lionheart. So that was impossible. Oh, impossible. Or was it? Good day, Mr. Devlin. Theater of Blood. There is just something about Vincent Price surrounded by fire that gets me going. Uh, Chris McMillan and I just got out of a screening of Theater of Blood. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, uh, all things considered, after <laughs> yesterday in the scarathon. Uh. <laughs> yeah, this is a Sunday night. Uh, I've almost recovered from yesterday's scarathon. Uh, how about you? <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we we, we kind of went all out yesterday. Just one movie tonight at the Northwest Film Center. Had you come here before to see a movie? No, this is my first time here, and it's a, a pretty nice theater. I'm really it's um, it's not the cushy seats or anything, sure. but still, it's very nice. Um, great projection, good sound. Um, seats are comfortable and wide. You know, the aisles are wide enough. So yeah, it was it's nice. And of course, Vincent Price <laughs> as a hammy Shakespeare actor. Oh. 
What more can you ask for? There's something about 1970s Vincent Price that's just delightfully <laughs> twisted and you can't help but just, just grin watching, you know, this, the Dr. Fives movies. He's just, he's in his element, man. He knows who he is and he's loving it. Yeah, and he knows the reason he's been hired for these roles is because, you know, you're going to play the Vincent Price murderer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's let her rip. And, I mean, he, he had, once again, like with Fives, he had a great supporting cast. Um, you know, the Diana Riggs baby. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and um the set design was gorgeous and oh, of course it burns <laughs> which was I I forgot how impressive it was and it's even more impressive since we were seeing it on a big screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the production design was was beautiful. I mean, it was shot in London, uh, and they took advantage of the London locations in the 1970s. It's, you know, saw the Harrods department store in the corner, the one scene, and all that. And I mean, it was just gorgeous. And uh, Diana Riggs, I mean, she's she's phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. She's she's something else. She's pretty good. Um, did this wasn't the first time you've seen the movie, was it? No, no, I've seen it before. I've got it on DVD. Um, it's just sometimes, you know, looking at it on a big screen is it changes. I don't remember it being as graphic as it was, as it as it is, I should say, you know. But that could be. It's a digital restoration. It looked gorgeous. I mean, you know, I like thirty five, but this really was was a well done remastering of it. Yeah, uh, the theater here, uh, the, the I think it's called the Witzel. Auditorium, yeah, yes. there it is. It's a sign right there. Uh, they are capable of doing 35 millimeter. I've seen some 35 millimeter here, but yeah, this was a digital uh, presentation. Um, but it, I don't think it really lost. In fact, I'm glad we saw it that way because you could really kind of make out some of the details and the colors and the graphicness uh, for a 1970s movie. We've got some blood and, and a little bit of gore, and I was a little surprised to see Vincent Price playing in that because he, he wasn't really known for the splatter. I mean, even though he did fives, he wasn't really a splatter guy, was he? No, not really, but I mean, I think it was in the in the intent of Fibes. I mean, Fibes got a little bit overdone, you know, yeah. o- overboard for price and and you know graphic violence. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, or you could say the proto slasher, just yeah. a little more creative. But you know, I mean, it was. It's just that I, I think the restoration brought out some of the colors of it a little bit better and you saw it better it wasn't like uh, grainy or hidden in, in, in shadows from you know continual playing on a 35 or something yeah it wasn't washed out it, was, it looked really good um i i had seen this but it's been a very very long time so long that i forgot that that was diana rig um <laughs> uh no, well i mean i knew she was in it yeah uh spoilers if anybody hasn't seen this movie i'm about to spoil something i didn't realize that the bearded you know sidekick was his daughter um i i had forgotten that actually oh really yeah, yeah no i i remembered that but i mean the first time i was kind of you know it's kind of like oh yeah they've been making you know i mean you see it they set it up and it's pretty obvious if you look close yeah. but you know they kept uh, her when she was in the disguise pretty well hidden for the most part um yeah it's it's it, yeah the reveal was kind of a shock to me when i first saw it too it's like oh really wow yeah it was like the third murder and i was like oh wait a minute <laughs> that's her <laughs> so yeah um and it's just a just a, an interesting movie and uh 
wow, a good way to end what is basically our Halloween weekend. I mean, Halloween's on a Monday, so this is kind of it. Yeah. You got anything else coming up? I think we talked a little bit yesterday, but, I mean, you got to work tomorrow, man. Yeah, I got to work tomorrow, um, so I got to be up early. Um, but I am going to make it out. Um, to the pit, to, yeah. Yeah, to the pit, to the Hollywood Theater. Going to go see the pit, obscure Canadian horror film. I can't wait. And then I'm going to spend November 1st after work. <laughs> On the couch, just going, oh. See, I don't know how it is where you work, but where I work, and I know a lot of people have this and where they work, Thanksgiving is a national holiday, so they're off. And then, for whatever reason, my, my job gives a Black Friday off as well as a, as a company holiday. Oh. The day after Christmas, we don't get. Christmas Eve, eh, sometimes. But Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, we get. I feel <laughs> there should be a... a uh, I don't know, October 32nd, uh, a day after Halloween. This should be an official recognized holiday that we all get to have off and, and sleep off our junk food comas and, and catch up on rest because we stayed up way too late watching monster movies and doing who knows what. I agree. I mean, I certainly could use that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. Well, I'm sure everybody listening to this has been doing all that stuff, and I just could use a day off. I, uh, hmm. But... I'm, I'm not going to take one because, dang it, I'm powering through. I got one more Halloween event, and I'm taking advantage. <laughs> I'm going to start a petition over at change.org to get uh, <laughs> November 1st to make that a national holiday of rest. Or lest, uh, you know, all the monster kids, uh, I don't know, do, I, I got nothing. Just something. <laughs> <laughs> we all should be able to carry cards going, hey, this is a get-off-of-work-free-on-November-1st-day yes. card. <laughs> yes, it's like for religious purposes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to actually put this on the very end of the episode where uh, we talked about this carathon and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, So listeners are getting this, uh, like I said earlier, mid-November probably, uh, for a second week of November. Chris, it's been awesome to share some Halloween uh, experiences with you. It's been great, man. It's been wonderful sharing them with you, too. I mean, I can't think of a better way or place to share it than in a movie theater watching some great films. It's been a real treat. Chris, I'm going to let you go because I know you've got to get home. I've got to get home. It's late. <laughs> it's Sunday night. Listeners, thank you for coming along for the ride. It's been a, it's been a blast. I know a lot of people can't make it to the events like this, you know, for Halloween. So I, I hope that, you know, by Chris and I, like Dominique and Jim and Jeff and everybody else mm-hmm. that have been on this episode sharing their Halloween with you, it's, it's kind of made it a little easier. Yeah, you know, and, and hopefully um, we're going to keep, Portland will keep doing all this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, if you're ever down in Portland during October, let Derek know, let me know, and we're off to the races. This is a good place to end. I'm just going to let it go with that. I'll go back to the studio for a wrap-up. Chris, once again, thanks a lot and have a good night. Thanks for having me on. I, I love it. And thanks again to Chris. You know, I love doing these Monster Kid radio crashes. Only if one person shows up, it makes it that much more fun. And to be able to hang out and watch a monster movie with friends, with fellow Monster Kids, it's just fun. And you know what was cool is that the Northwest Film Center, it's connected to the Portland Art Museum. So it's not your traditional movie theater. Although it's a nice theater setup, it's also set up as like a lecture hall. It's part of the local film school here. A number of other film programs use that area as well. So you get a mixed audience. You get people like me or Chris, and then you get some older people who are members of the art museum and they show up not necessarily dressed the same way some of the people that were there that evening, like the woman who was behind Chris and I wearing her Halloween costume, which is hat. That was a lot of fun just to have that mix of people all enjoying 
This film, Theater of Blood, man, what a treat. What a blast Halloween was. And big thanks to the Northwest Film Center for bringing that movie in and making it part of our Halloween experience. All right, so that brings us to the end of this episode of Monster Kid Radio. I want to thank everybody for listening. You know, as I told several people at the Joy Cinema, I love these movies. And I could talk about these classic monster movies for hours on end with anybody, or really, I could just sit here and look them up on the internet and just, just revel in these classic horror movies, these classic genre films for hours and hours and hours. And that I get to talk about them with people on the podcast, with people when I'm out doing things for the podcast or just out and about doing the monster kid thing. That's gravy. That's the monster gravy that makes it all that much more enjoyable. And I wouldn't have that if it wasn't for you listeners downloading the show or introducing yourself to me at these events. Just, it means a lot. Thank you so much from the bottom of my monster kid heart. You guys and gals make monster kid radio what it is. Now, we do have a few online communities you can get involved with if you're a Facebook user. We have a Facebook page. Now, this is mostly where I announce things about the show. If you are a Facebook user, please consider giving us a like. We're still trying to get to 1,000 likes by the end of the year. The Facebook group is significantly more active. You can join the group and get involved with conversations with other listeners of Monster Kid Radio between episodes or even while you listen. I also make some announcements over there. Now, you can find links to the Facebook page and group through our website at www.monsterkidradio.net. Everything else you need to know about Monster Kid Radio is here, like our contact information. You can email me at monsterkidradio at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail at 503-479-5657. That's 503-4795-MKR. Now, I do have a voicemail that was sent in from one of our listeners, from Joe going to play it next week. It's about Shin Godzilla. If you have any thoughts about Shin Godzilla, Godzilla in general, what we talked about on this episode of Monster Kid Radio, anything that we've talked about on any episode of Monster Kid Radio, or anything in general regarding classic monster movies, please feel free to send it in, and we'll include it in the show. In addition to that feedback, next week I've got an old friend coming back to Monster Kid Radio. He's a horror host, he's an actor, he's an author, he's a blogger, he's a YouTuber, and he's my friend. It's Larry Underwood but you might know him as Dr. Gang Green. I also happen to know him as a huge fan of anthology horror movies. So we're going to dive into the 1970s next week. We're going to talk about a movie starring Peter Cushing and a handful of other people. We're going to be talking about The Uncanny. There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. Like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Deadly aliens from outer space, giant ants, man-eating sharks, and bloodthirsty grizzly bears. But the most fiendish, the most fascinating, the most terrifying creature of all may be waiting for you round the next corner. Or living right in your own home. Years ago, people used to believe a cat was the devil in disguise. I'm beginning to think they were right. <laughs> no, 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 cat! I said scream. Do you call that a scream? Those are spikes, real spikes coming towards you. I just don't feel scared. <laughs>
mean? How are you going to convince the people that what you're writing about is true? I had access to the police statements and the doctor's report on the bodies. Believe me, I do know what happened. of them everywhere spying on us watching waiting when will they pounce yeah i know monster kid radio's wheelhouse is really more 30s through the late 60s but you know what peter cushing's always going to have a home here on monster kid radio and it's my show i make the rules so that's what we're doing next week on the show if you've seen the uncanny and have any thoughts on it well send it in All things Godzilla and all things Peter Cushing are not the only things that have a home here on Monster Kid Radio. Luchador monster movies also have a home here on MKR. I'm a huge fan of the Luchador horror movies from Mexico from the 60s and the 70s. Santo, Blue Demon, Mil Mascaris, I love them. And Weird Wednesday next week at the Joy Cinema, he is showing a luchador monster movie called Mil Mascaris versus the Aztec Mummy. Osmium Entertainment presents Mil Mascaris versus the Aztec Mummy. Mil Mascaris is Mexico's most recognized cultural ambassador around the world. He is an acclaimed artist, humanitarian, and the most influential luchador of all time. Now he makes his cinematic return in the greatest film of its kind ever produced, Mil Mascaris versus the Aztec Mummy. For the first time, the secrets of the mask are revealed as an Aztec mummy returns from the dead with ambition to conquer the world. Watch as Neil Mascaras confronts unspeakable horrors, fights the temptation of irresistible beauty, and faces his own mortality. Starring Neil Mascaras as himself, Jeffrey Woolman as the Aztec mummy, Kurt Merching as the professor, Willard Pugh as the police chief, Richard Lynch as the president, and introducing Melissa Osborne as Maria. Also see the greatest assembly of luchadores in the history of film with El Hijo del Santo, Blue Damon Jr., Dos Caras, Hurricane Ramirez Jr., Neutron, Argos, and La Torcha, and many more. You will never see another movie like Mil Mascaras vs. The Aztec Mummy. The movie's from 2007, and check it out. This is, as far as I know, the first luchador monster movie shot originally in English. Just sit back and let the masked wrestler goodness wash over you at the Joy Cinema next week for Weird Wednesday. That's going to be on November 16th. Screening is going to be around 9.15. It's a 21 and over only event, and that's because it's free, but there's concessions, and the concessions include alcohol. So we got to be 21 and over only to get in. It's a free show. It's a lot of fun. I've seen this movie. I've had it on DVD for years. This is going to be a blast. I'll be introducing the movie. Well, somebody who sounds like me will be introducing the movie. So if you're in the area, come on by, and I'd love to meet you, and I'm going to be really hard to miss this time. Also on our website, you can find a link to our Patreon campaign where you can become a supporter of Monster Kid Radio and help us financially, help us pay our hosting fees and a few other things that we've got going on, and maybe score yourself a reward or two along the way. Every single band that's appeared here on the show, well, they've got a link on our website as well. 
Speaking of bands, why don't we go ahead and wrap up and let you listen to The Flying Pumpkin from Blackball Bandits. Right after I tell you that all original content of Monster Kid Radio is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. The song, The Flying Pumpkin, belongs to the Blackball Bandits. You can find them at blackballbandits.bandcamp.com. This and the song I played earlier, Swingy Creepy, is on their single release, Spooky Tales and Scary noises big thanks to them for letting us play their music here on the show go check them out over at Bandcamp. you can get the single for three bucks and check out their album confrontation on the extraterrestrial highway i'm sure we'll play some of that music on a future episode of monster kid radio as well what music will i play next week well you just have to come back to find out when you hear larry underwood and i talk about the uncanny talk to everybody in seven ish days ciao <laughs>